TheCoalition.com, the Urban Gamer's Guide. Welcome everyone to episode XII of Turnbased, aka episode 13. And joining us today, our first is my usual buddy, my usual co-host. Introduce yourself. Yeah, what's up? This is Gary Swaby, aka Swift. This is the first Turnbase of 2013. Very exciting. Good to be here. Very exciting indeed. And another guest that we have on the show, first time ever, it is her debut. Introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. This is Jenny, a.k.a. Electro Jade. I am happy to be here. You can see the excitement in her voice. Just seeping I am so out. excited. Seeping out. <clears throat> so, I guess we could talk about what we've been playing now. And for me, it's actually been a lot of RPGs. I have I started playing Lightning Returns, or not? Whoa, not Lightning Returns. That's the third one, Final Fantasy Thirteen, the first Thirteen game. Recently started that up after I finished Darksiders Two, which is also an RPG that's amazing and awesome, and everyone should play it. Um, so Thirteen got a lot of negative reception. A lot of people weren't a fan of the direction it took the Final Fantasy series. Um, I don't know. I mean, whenever I started playing the game, I had kind of heard all of the criticism and I knew what to expect. So I I knew that it was a very linear game. And I really like it, honestly. Like I'm only about eight hours in, so I can't really say too, too much. But I really, really, really like it. Like, it's probably one of the best-looking games I've ever played. The combat's really, really fast and fun. Main characters are really hot, so that's important to me. <laughs> um, there, there are some characters that I absolutely hate, though, like Hope. I yeah, I can't stand. I hope he dies in a fire at some point in the game. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that would be fantastic. That would make the game even better. Um, no, you know who I didn't like? I did not like Sarah. She's so weak and like so shy and it's just like been in the game very much for me because i'm only near the beginning she's kind of like the beta female for me and that kind of pisses me off (laughs) well i mean yeah i guess i can see where you're coming from but i mean lightning is like one of the strongest and most badass female characters ever Definitely. Yeah, she's she's clearly like one of the best female characters in final fantasy in a long time she really is I really, really like her a lot. 
And I, I kind of like how she tries to toughen Hope up. Like, I'm only, I'm near the beginning, like I said, but it's been kind of nice to see her just be like, look, bro, just stop being such a little bitch and <laughs> do what you're supposed to do. Get off your knees right now and stop whining. So it's, it's kind of cool to see yeah, that. Yeah, well, good luck with that because Hope is just straight up bitch mood. Damn well, no, he's like that in the cutscenes, but he's a good player during gameplay. Yeah, he's that, that's. I think that what that's what makes it even more frustrating is that he's actually pretty good in combat. So exactly. I feel like I have to really? have him in my. I don't party. think he is. Yeah, he's like the best medic in the game. I think, yeah, he's the best medic, but like when it comes to actual combat and stuff, like he dies very quickly. Well, yeah, but he's and, the um, best medic, so you kind of have to have him if you if you have a choice. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Like he's essential once, because um, eventually you get to a point in the game where um, you can choose between all characters, and you can choose it who's in your party, like the three characters. Once you get to that stage, he's kind of essential because because he's the best medic. But as far as like you know combat and you know other stuff, he's kind of weak in my opinion. Yeah, I just but like I mean, if I, there's I a character that I don't like, like I don't like their character. I usually don't put them on my party as a way of being like, hey, I hate you. Yeah. So that's what I do in RPGs usually, and I can't do that in this game because he's actually really useful, and I hate that. Yeah. Like uh, I don't think he's the weakest character though, because um, Vanille is quite weak. Come to think of it, she's also pretty annoying too. Yeah, she is <laughs> definitely. What is that accent? It's like sort of Australian. British or Australian. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> I, I don't really like it. Also, it sounds like it sounds like an Australian person trying to sound British. Uh, okay, this might this might be a little odd to say. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but it seems to me like eighty percent of the time, whenever that voice actor is talking, it sounds like she's having an orgasm. <laughs> I'm just gonna go out there and You're say right. that. Well, she does make a lot of like weird noises and stuff. Like all like, the I was, time. I was playing the other day and like my mom was walking around and I was thinking like damn this must sound like porn or something. <laughs> yeah. Alright, well then uh I've been playing Nino Kuni. I'll talk about that more later. I got that a review copy for PlayStation University, another site I write for that you should totally check out and I'm promoting myself right now. Um yeah, that game's awesome. I'm gonna talk about that more later though, so that's what I've been playing. Exciting. Should I go next, or do you want to go first, Jenny? Uh, well, I'm just going to keep it short, because I was planning to play a lot of games this week, but then life happened, and I got around to nothing. But at the moment, I'm playing uh, Payday, and my plan was to start playing Wet, which I know you guys don't really approve of. Well... Okay, yeah, the game is terrible, yes. We'll see, though, we'll see. Like, maybe I'll actually love it, you know? Because I, I remember a lot of people said Heavenly Sword sucked. Oh, that game's and good, that's really good. Yeah, I played it, and I loved it. Yeah, those those people are stupid. Exactly. So oh. I, I'm giving Wet a, the benefit of the doubt. Good luck. No, but, but Wet really is trash, though, but... 
you know, I'm, I'm sorry to say it, but... I'll let you know. Maybe, maybe you should try it first, though, just in case you, you might like it. So I'm just kind of curious here. Do you just, like, actively seek out any game that has a female protagonist? Um, not really. Because that's what uh, it seems like. No offense. <laughs> yeah, of course, right? Uh, I just... Lollipop Chainsaw, those two, Velvet Assassin. Oh my gosh. It, it's, like, it, it does seem like it. I, I guess I'm just attracted <laughs> to games that have female protagonists. Um, I don't know. Okay, yeah, fair you're enough. Not, you're not a feminist, are you? I'm not a feminist! That's what a feminist would say to infiltrate I our minds. I believe in equality, if that makes sense. Like, I, I wouldn't, like, uh, during, like, in relationships, I don't think a woman should hit a man, and a man should hit a woman. Like, you know, that kind of thing. Like, I'm not, like, pro-woman. And yeah, I was just, I was just messing with you. <laughs> but you really should play, you like, a real watcher. Huh? I said, you want to start a fight or something? Oh, yeah, let's go. Let's tango. I think Jenny would win that fight. I'm just going to be honest. Definitely. Don't debate with the master, you know what I'm saying? All right. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) All right, oh, yeah, it's my turn, right? Okay, so this week I really haven't played a lot. Um, like Jenny, I've been busy with life, but I did start playing Final Fantasy 13 again, just because, um, you know, every now and then I go through this stage of being obsessed with Final Fantasy stuff and, you know, it just, it comes and goes. And right now I'm obsessed again, especially with all this news about lightning returns and everything. So, um, I just decided to start playing the game again. Final Fantasy Thirteen, that is. And I've beat it, like, twice before. But um, this time I'm really enjoying it and I'm taking in the storyline even more than before. Because, um, you know, they have the data log and everything, right? Um, when I played it previously, I never really took notice of that. Like, I kind of just ignored the data log a little bit. But this time I've actually been thoroughly reading it and stuff and picking up on new parts of the story and stuff that I didn't really take on board before. So yeah, I'm getting real deep into it again and kind of enjoying it. Now I know, um, I know this final fantasy isn't the best in terms of content. Like it doesn't match up to, you know, the likes of final fantasy seven, eight, ten. You know, and, and even 12 somewhat. But um, when it comes to graphics and presentation, like, it is clearly the best. And the soundtrack as well. Like, it's clearly the best. Uh, I don't know if it, I would say the soundtrack is the best. Oh, I'm addicted to thirteen soundtrack. It's good, but I don't know. Maybe it's nostalgia speaking, but... 7 and 10 especially, those two, and 8 even, I don't know. Those games have really good soundtracks too. They do, they definitely do, I don't disagree. But the thing is, 13's music just sounds, you know, of a higher quality 
You're wrong. You're wrong. Well, uh, I just no. want to add my input. Like, I have no experience with any other Final Fantasy game, but, you know, 13's soundtrack was pretty catchy. Like, I found myself listening to the soundtrack as well. You're both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but, Jenny, you um, you kind of didn't like the game, right? You stopped playing, like, halfway through or something? Right, right. I didn't like the game. It was just, I felt like it was very redundant there were so many cutscenes. The storyline was good, but even then, like the characters were uh, really annoying. Like Lightning was the best part, so I'm kind of glad she's coming back. Yeah, you know what? I'm kind of mad though, because like I hate, I would hate for somebody to come into the series at Final Fantasy 13, you know, and then kind of just judge the whole franchise based on that game. So um. like. I would I would have loved if you played one of the older games because then you could truly appreciate what the franchise represents. Yeah, and I've definitely heard so many great things about the previous Final Fantasy games, but you know, I just don't have time. <laughs> yeah, I know that's understandable. And the thing is, like, even if you did go back to the old ones, it might seem kind of dated to you, and you might just give up anyway. So yeah. you know, that's it's kind of like a lose lose situation now. And yeah, I mean, even it, now, like... Oh, sorry? No, no, so, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say, um, they're still continuing on with this storyline for the for the new Final Fantasy games. And if I didn't like the first um, game of that story, would I really like the rest? Like, I, I know that um, 13-2, Sarah was the main character, and I was just yeah. so turned off by that because Sarah kind of sucks. Well, we're, we're going to touch on that later because we're going to talk about um, the series in Spotlight. But um, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I, I definitely have some things to say about Final Fantasy Thirteen too. So I'll wait. Mhm. David, yeah, what were you going to say? Yeah, I was going to say that, like, not liking Final Fantasy Thirteen shouldn't put you off from the rest of the games because. Those games are designed to be played in a vacuum. Like, they're not related in any way at all whatsoever. Like, so if you went back and played Final Fantasy X, for example, I mean, that game is has nothing in common with Final Fantasy XIII oh, at great. all. Yeah. I understand like, the whole, the whole mechanics and everything is just different from, right. from each game. Yeah. And this is really the first time they're doing a trilogy. Right, so that that's what I mean. Like, um, if I started with the first game in the trilogy, why would I like the second one and the third one when I hated the first one? Like that. Well, it it gets the gameplay itself, the core gameplay gets better, but um, I'll explain more later. Okay. Now, first, we're going to move on to the news, and we're going to try to keep this episode a little bit shorter than some of the other ones just because there's not a whole lot of stuff to talk about quite yet. But uh, there is some news that has happened in the front of RPGs and the industry. First is that Nintendo took the lid off of their Pokemon announcement. It was not an MMO. It was not a Wii U game. It wasn't really anything that people were dreaming and fantasizing about. Instead, it was just another new generation of Pokemon. Um, the one cool thing, though, is that it is finally going into the realm of 3D style graphics instead of 2D sprites. So that's 
pretty much the first major graphical upgrade that's had in a very long time. So that's cool. Um, nice. Yeah, that that's really all there is to talk about that. <laughs> I mean, what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, um, like I said on a previous show or episode, um, Pokemon was actually really, like, the first RPG that kind of broke me into the genre and made me enjoy it. Um, I had Pokemon Red on Game Boy. So, yeah, that was my first role-playing experience, really. So, um, I haven't played it since then, so it would be interesting to see, you know, how big a change this game is. Especially, you know, with the whole 3D world and everything like that. So, yeah, I'm kind of interested to see what they might do. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to buy a 3DS for this game, but... I definitely want to keep an eye on it. What yeah, do you think, Jenny? See, yeah, with me, like, I've always been a traditionalist. Like, ever since the new Pokemon started coming out, I just stopped caring. Like, the fact that they boycotted Growlithe out of the game, like, come on. Like, I don't respect that. And that is Yeah, all these new Pokemon, like, I don't know any of them, so, like, it's exactly. going to be kind of weird. Going back to That's it. exactly how I feel. Like I remember whenever I had a DS, um, one of my friends let me borrow, I think it was Diamond or Pearl, and the starting area was just full of all these Pokemon that I had never heard of before. There was this thing called a Bidoof that looked completely ridiculous. It, it was literally a retarded chipmunk, and <laughs> it, I just hated it. And they had stuff like fashion shows, you could decorate your Pokemon, and... Dude, it was just, I don't know, I, I wasn't a big fan, so... Well, that that sounds really watered down, like it went mainstream or something. Though. Yeah, like for me, I remember playing Red, and then Yellow was the one that I really, really fell in love with, because I got that after I had been a huge fan of the show, and I loved it because, you know, Pikachu would follow you around, and I felt like I was Ash, and so it was like the coolest thing ever, but then after that, I kind of just... I guess I stopped watching the show as much, and I stopped caring about the games because I stopped watching the show. And that's kind of what happened to me. So, I mean, I agree, though. I think I remember watching my brothers play the Final Fantasy games on NES, but I didn't really play them much because I was pretty young, so Pokemon was like the first RPG. I didn't know it was an RPG at the time. You know, I just knew it was Pokemon. But Yeah, same. Yeah, so that that's kind of where my interest started, I would say. Interesting. Cool. Do you feel like um, um, these new Pokemon games have a different audience now? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I haven't kept up with the show, so I don't know if it's as popular as it was like in the 90s. So I'm, I'm thinking... Oh, go on. I was just going to ask, do they still make the cartoon and everything? I'm I pretty sure. I, I think so. I'm assuming, like, this is a new generation in the games, so I would assume, like, a new season's going to start or something like that. Okay. Uh, that's what I'm assuming. I don't know enough to be able to say for sure. It would be interesting if people actually still watch Pokemon, because, like, you know, you got, like, a whole new generation of kids that would be watching it now. Yeah, I think I, I thought it was interesting, because my nephew, he's 10, so he has he's kind of reaching the end of his Pokemon phase as far as interest goes. He's kind of moving yeah. on to Dragon Ball Z and stuff now. 
I, I've kind of nurtured him to like exactly the same things I liked. So that that's part of the reason. But also, he like even he stopped caring after the first like couple seasons of the show. So <laughs> I, I'm not really sure. Like, I don't know. I know there's still you know millions of people that love anything related to Pokemon. So they're gonna make money off of it. Yeah, for a long time to come. Yeah, definitely. I know plenty of people I go to school with that are excited for the new Pokemon games, and they're going to buy both because they want to get all the Pokemon. Wow. Yeah. Do you guys think that it's ever going to get to a point where they stop releasing two separate games? Because there's not a point to do it anymore. Like, back then, they couldn't fit them all, so it made sense. But now, they could fit them all in one game, so... Yeah, it kind of... I don't know if it's like a a way to make extra money because it seems like the main reason they make two is because they want people to buy both games so they have access to all Pokemon or, you know, um, am I right in thinking there's a way to trade Pokemon between the games as well or something if you have a friend? Yeah, like the previous versions like Blue and uh, Blue and Red, that's how you could get them all is if you like had friends you could trade with and stuff. Okay. And I'm assuming well, I mean, it's the same, but, yeah. That element is kind of cool, I guess, because, you know, like, it it brings friends together, you know, to play the games and stuff and trade, and it kind of gives you that element of actually being a Pokemon trainer. You know? Yeah, I agree. The only thing is, like, I don't see why that element couldn't still be there, but also people could just get them all if they wanted in their own game. Like, I don't see why they have to have two separate games. Outside of the money thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess the the negatives do outweigh the positives. I guess they could really have it all in one game. And that's what you call a business. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you, Jenny. You summed that's what it up. You study, right? Alright, so we'll shift gears to something more mature now. The new RPG from CD Projekt Red, the makers of the Witcher franchise, they've shown details about their new RPG. This one's based on a pen and paper role-playing game. Not not Dungeons & Dragons. There's other pen and paper RPGs out there. This one was called Cyberpunk 2020. And as you can probably assume, it was a cyberpunk-themed RPG. So it's, like, futuristic and stuff. And so this one is going to be called Cyberpunk 2077. I kind of hope they change the name, because it just, I don't know, it seems weird to name a game after the genre it takes place in. Yeah. Like, I I don't know if I would play Fantasyland... Thirty seventy five. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, I don't think titles matter. I mean, have you guys seen the trailer? The trailer looks so badass. Oh, it does. Yeah, You're right. Awesome. Like I, the title didn't even matter to me. I just wanted to play that game. It is only CG though, so I have to I have to be cautiously optimistic because I've been burned before. But it's also oh, yeah. the developer has a good pedigree, so I don't really have a reason to be skeptical. Yeah, I was skeptical at first because, you know, it's all CG and it looks great and everything, but we, we need to see gameplay. 
But, um, I mean, judging who the developer is and what they've done previously, which is The Witcher and The Witcher 2, you know, I kind of have confidence in them that they'll make something pretty dope. Yeah, I agree. And I I like the what they've been saying about the game more than the premise of The Witcher. Because, like, The Witcher's cool, but I've always been a fan of games that let you create your own character rather than one that makes you play a predetermined one. Yeah. So this one is very, very heavily focused on character development and, you know, making your own unique individual in this world. And so that I think it sounds really, really awesome. Yeah, and the whole cyberpunk setting is awesome. Like, I love that whole theme. And, you know, Deus Ex was one of the the more recent cyberpunk games that came out. And, you know, I hope it I hope it looks just as good as that game does in terms of presentation. Oh yeah, I'm sure it'll be even better if their other games are any indication. They they really know how to make a world look nice. Yeah. Have you played any of the Witcher games, Jenny? I haven't, no. But I've heard great things about it. Well, if you've ever dreamed of having sex with tons of beautiful women, then The <laughs> Witcher 2 is probably the game for you. Oh, wow. I'm so excited. Yeah, I figured. (laughs) (laughs) There's other stuff to do in that game, too. You can kill stuff or whatever, but that's the main focus. I promise. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I haven't played The Witcher 2. I got it during the Steam sales for, like, $4 or something ridiculous like that. So I'm excited to play it soon. I played The Witcher 1 for... I think you got about six or seven hours in, and I got bored because it's kind of dated now. But Witcher 2, I'm really excited to play. Yeah, I'm, I'm basically in the same boat as you. Um, I played the first game. I bought it. I got it on Steam. I played it for about seven hours or so, but just stopped playing due to, you know, other games and stuff. And um, as far as Witcher 2, I played it on the 360 for a while. But... Um, you know, I kind of just wanted to get the PC version, and I recently just bought the PC version in the sales, so eventually I'm definitely going to get around to playing that. We should play it together and share our experiences. Yeah, we should. That's always fun. And then not tell Jenny about how awesome it is. <sighs> yeah. Make her jelly. She won't care anyway. She'll be too busy studying or something. <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> Probably, yeah. You guys need to play Lollipop Chainsaw. I'm just putting I do, it I do. I actually want to play that I, after you told me about it. Exactly, you have to. If you like Lollipop Chainsaw, then you should play Shadows of the Damned. Uh, what's that about? Oh my god, it's, we're going off topic. <laughs> yeah, this is off topic. It's not an RPG in any way, but whatever. <laughs> it's It's about this guy named Garcia Hotspur who is a demon hunter, and the Lord of Demons comes and steals his girlfriend and, like, kills her in front of him, then brings her back to life and kills her again. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to keep doing this for all eternity or whatever. And then they make a bunch of dick jokes back and forth at each other. It's really funny. And then he (laughs) jumps down into hell to chase after him, and the whole game is like an acid trip in hell of you, like, chasing after these demons. And it's... It's really good. Oh like, it's... Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really good. 
It's basically the control scheme. The gameplay is just like Resident Evil 4 or 5 or 6 or whatever. It's like a third-person shooting kind of thing. So, yeah. So does it have, like, a lot of dark humor and stuff? Oh, yeah. Very, very much so. Yeah, it's, I like that. Yeah, yeah it's, that it's really good. All of your different weapons are... Oh, sorry. What? Oh, oh no. I was just going to say it's so hard to find games that are humorous like that. Yeah, that do it well, especially. It's Mm -hmm. tough to find, because unlike other mediums, like, if a game tries to be funny, it's either hilarious or awful. Like, there's no (laughs) in-between, so... But sometimes it's so awful that it's hilarious. That's true. That's very (laughs) true. Like, Two Worlds 1. Back to RPGs now. Two Worlds 1. There you go. (laughs) It's hilariously awful. The game is so bad. Alright. Next up is something that the episode name was sort of inspired by by accident. This wasn't even on purpose, but we're going to talk a lot about the Final Fantasy thirteen trilogy here on episode 13 of Turn-Based. Uh, first bit is something that's new. Uh, in Lightning, it's called Lightning Returns, by the way. And that's 13.3. There is a new character that's been revealed... I think her name was Lumina or Lumina or Lumina. I don't know how they're going to pronounce it. But she based Lumina. We'll we'll go with that, Lumina. Uh, She looks like Sarah and Vanille combined together, basically. Which is to say she also has light pink hair and is really hot. Like, she looks just like the other ones. There's almost no difference at all. Oh, my God, that's terrible. In case case you want to see an image, Jenny... Um, I posted the link in the chat. All right, let's but try. yeah, she does look exactly like Sarah. Like, yeah. When you sent me, when you sent me the image, I thought it was Sarah. Like, oh my! God. <laughs> I was like, huh? Sarah's a new character. Yeah, <laughs> like there is <laughs> even the hairstyle is almost the same. Like the one kind of like strand ponytail thing hanging to the side. Yeah. Like it, it looks almost identical. Yeah, so much for diversity. Like, what's up with this? (laughs) I mean, it's a little disappointing that they couldn't come up with something else, because every other Final Fantasy game, like, all the girls look so distinct and different. Yeah. So this one, it's a little dumb that this is the third game, and it's the fourth girl with light pink hair, pale skin, and, like, an innocent-looking face. Like, it's... Unless, I mean, we never know. Like, maybe she's related to Lightning. Maybe that's a big twist at the end or something. Right. So the big twist is that she's going to have another sister that's going to be crucial to the plot. Like, (laughs) that's the same (laughs) first two games. Such a drama fest. Like, holy crap. Maybe it's Sarah resurrecting. Oh, wait, I don't want to spoil anything. Never mind. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You spoiled it. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so one last topic of news. We're going to keep this kind of quick. But this is Skyrim related. So we haven't talked about Skyrim on this episode. And this is going to be the only time. But we have to talk about it every episode at least once. Um, The DLC for Skyrim on PS3 is actually going to happen. It's real. PS3 owners will be able to play the DLC. It's actually going to happen. All of it's going to come in February. They're going to release all three, Dawnguard, Hearthfire, and Dragonborn, 
for half price for about a week after it launches as kind of a sorry we screwed up. But yeah, so it, it's going to happen. I would also like to add that they're only doing this because they heard my verse on Out of Order yeah. on the TK EP. So, you know, that's why they're doing this. Six months type in Skyrim came and get the DLC on PS3. Uh, yeah. There you go. But, um, I mean, for me personally, uh, I just brought Skyrim on the PC now. So, you know, I'm not even that bothered about it anymore. But if I didn't have the PC version, I guess I might be kind of excited. Yeah, I got it on PC after about a month because the like frame rate issues and yeah. the fact that it could overwrite my save file if I started a new character on PS3 really bothered me. So <laughs> I was just like, all right, yeah, I'm going to get it on PC now. Yeah. yeah, for me, um, I I got the Skyrim. I got Skyrim on PS3, but it's been so long. So really, the DLC doesn't even matter now. Like I have so many other games I'd rather play, which is that's. Sad. I try to tell myself that, but then I get a moment where I'm like, oh my god, I really want to fight a dragon right now, and I start <laughs> playing Skyrim, and then that's all I play for like a month. And yeah, I'm scared to play it because it it eats my life. And there's so many mods on PC that I could sit down once a day and have a different experience every single time with that game because there's so many mods. It's That's ridiculous. So true. And it's one of the reasons why I need to get a P- PC, like a gaming PC. I agree. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. You should be. Yo, how much, Jenny, how much of Skyrim did you actually play? Uh, not that much, actually. I remember during that time, there were so many other games that were out, and I kind of got, like, ADD and started playing so many games at once. That's that's mm. a good point. Fall 2011 was ridiculous for games. Yeah, wasn't that Uncharted 3 as well? Yeah, Saints Row oh, right, came right, out. Yeah. Shortly after Mass Effect came out, Zelda came out. It was, yeah. It was bliss. <laughs> it was amazing. Okay, so for episode 13, we decided to spotlight the 13 trilogy for turn-based, especially since Final Fantasy is kind of a legendary franchise for RPG players. It, you know, I don't I would I don't want to say it created the genre, but it definitely popularized it. So, I think that it's it's appropriate that, you know, another Final Fantasy game's coming out this year, and it also has 13 in the name, so we should pay homage to the trilogy. The first ever trilogy in Final Fantasy history. Um, yeah, so all three of us have at least played the first Final Fantasy thirteen game a little bit, and you've kind of heard our different opinions on it. But Gary, you're the only one that's played thirteen two, so tell us your take on that. I know you've spoken on it in previous episodes, but I guess yeah. kind of talk about how you think it's going to lead into the next game. Okay, well, um, firstly, going off of what Jenny um, spoke about earlier, you know, with not liking 13 and possibly not liking 13 too because of that. Uh, the thing is, like, I feel like the two games kind of, um, like, what what one excels at, the other, you know, isn't great at. For example, in 13 2, 
the core mechanics, the gameplay is is much more expanded. Like you can explore big areas. There's towns. There's people you can talk to. There's a lot of dialogue with you know the random people you can talk to. Um, you get quests from random people. Um, you know, it's it's like a true role playing experience. Like you can explore. You can get side quests. You can capture monsters and you use them to fight for you and everything. So you know it, the gameplay is is expanded quite a lot in thirteen two. But what it lacks in is what thirteen itself did really well, which is presentation and you know um, great storytelling. Because the thing is in thirteen two, the story sucks. Like it's kind of like what the hell. They took it in a completely different direction. And, um, you know, as you said, Sarah is the main character and, you know, she's not the greatest character herself. We all know that Lightning is the best character in the story. But um, Lightning kind of, she kind of takes a, a sideline in this game. Um, it, it kind of does a 180 because, you know, in the first game, Lightning is trying to save Sarah. But in this game, it's like Sarah is trying to save Lightning, which kind of sucks a little bit because you only get to play Lightning at the very start of the game. So, I mean, everything, basically everything that was bad about 13, they got it right in 13-2. But then they also sacrificed some of what made 13 good. So how do you think 13-3 will turn out? See, what worries me about Lightning Returns... 13 it is it looks like they're completely changing the story again because it looks like it looks like it has nothing to do with what happened in 132 because in 132 you know it's it's a time travel um story and you have to kind of like solve paradoxes and stuff like that to change the, the fate of what happens this new game it looks completely different i mean it's great that you're lightning again It'll be interesting to see how it turns out. Yeah, judging from the trailer that I've seen, um, they're going for, like, they're once again kind of, I don't want to say updating, but changing the combat system. Like, I heard that you, you know, only control lightning again, that it's very much more action-based combat. Her new outfit looks totally ridiculous. Like, there's no back to it at all. It's you know what? It kind of looks like it kind of looks like they were trying to copy Assassin's Creed or something. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, I really like her outfit in the first game, so I don't know. Yeah, I wish they would have kept it that way. Yeah, same. Um, what's interesting is that you only play as Lightning herself, right? Yeah. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how that changes the dynamics of the battle system. Right. Do you think that? Thirteen three, I guess is what we'll call it, because Lightning Returns is dumb. Do you think we should? Do you think it has the potential to be like one of the greatest RPGs or greatest Final Fantasy games ever? Or do you think it's just going to be like, oh, it's another thirteen game? No, it definitely won't be one of the best Final Fantasy games ever. Like, I just don't think it's possible um, for them to do that, especially with the third in you know in the trilogy. You see, that, that's what I'm inclined to believe as well. So I find myself wondering why they're making it. Yeah, because the thing is, Square Enix know what Final Fantasy fans want. 
they know that we want either Final Fantasy Versus or um, a remake of 10. That's what Final Fantasy fans really want. 10 or um, 7, I mean. But for some reason, they're still trying to force this, you know, storyline upon everyone, even though that um, it's well known that not everybody is happy with the direction they took in Final Fantasy thirteen. It baffles my mind. So, so I don't know why they're doing this. I mean, somebody like me, who is a dedicated Final Fantasy fan, will play it regardless, but it's not like they're going to get a lot of new fans of the series this way. Yeah, and I think if they rebooted, like, if they remade 10 or 7 or whatever you, like, all the popular Final Fantasy games you've mentioned, I think new fans like myself would love to play it, just to see why it was so hyped up when it was out. So, yeah, exactly. Because the thing is, if you if you ask somebody what was the best Final Fantasy, they're either going to say 7 or 10, or some people even might say 8. So, I mean, if you remake 7 or 10, I think, like, it will it will allow people like Jenny to, to realise, you know, why people love this franchise in the first place. Exactly. I agree. I mean, they've said that they're working on an update of 10, and, like, I think a month ago, they were like, oh, hey, guys, don't worry, we're still working on it. But they've been doing the same thing with Versus 13 this entire generation. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I really, really want to play it. Yeah, at this point, I mean, it's safe to assume that those games are going to come out on the next consoles. Like, Versus is going to be next-gen. I think so. I think, Cause, I mean, they said uh, the 10 update is going to be on Vita and PS3. That's what they said. Oh, okay. What they'll probably do is, after Lightning Returns, I guess next year they'll probably release the 10 remake or remaster, whatever you want to call it. So, you know, 2014, they'll release that on Vita and PS3. And then, you know, maybe the same year or the year after, they'll release Versus. I'm hoping that's what they do. Or maybe at that special event they're having soon, they'll be like, hey guys, guess what? Final Fantasy X is almost ready. It's coming out tomorrow. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> oh, I'd be so happy. Oh, my God. Jenny, are you going to play ten if they release it this I, year? I would definitely play ten. Like I wouldn't even wait for it to get cheap. Like I will buy it when it comes out. It would probably only be like 20 bucks, I would assume. It's just going to be an HD like remastering of the game. Well, no, if they actually, like, made it properly... No, they've already said it's just going to be a remaster. Okay, even then, 20 bucks, that's a a deal. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's what I I expect. I um, I think it's the same for David, but Final Fantasy X was actually the Final Fantasy game that I got into first. So, you know, I played that first, and then it made me go back in time and play the old ones. I played the others before. Oh, sorry, I didn't know you you weren't done. No, go ahead. Like I, I played seven. I played eight. I didn't finish either of them. Um, like a lot of people say, seven is like the greatest, one of the greatest games ever made. And I mean, I yeah. I can recognize like the things that it did well. 
But even at the time that it was released, around that time, it really didn't grab me. I, I don't, I'm not sure why, but, I mean, it's a great game. I can recognize that, but it just didn't do it for me, really. And then whenever Final Fantasy X came out, the day that it came out, me and my friends, we played it nonstop for weeks. And, I yeah, that's by far the game that got me interested in Final Fantasy a lot. So, Jenny, you're dumb for not playing it. <laughs> that's not sarcasm. I'm serious. I was kidding. <laughs> is she is she still there? <laughs> I don't know. I think she made her leave. Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> I called you dumb, and then you didn't say anything. How dare you! <laughs> Wait, why? Why was I called dumb? Because you didn't play Final Fantasy X. <sighs> it was... Uh, I was in my N64 phase, in my Sega Saturn phase. So you picked the Sega Saturn over the PS2? I did, yes. Wow. Wow. I wanted to play Virtual Fighter and Knights and Sonic. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. And Daytona USA? Come on! Okay, moving on. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll do the upcoming segment now. We'll keep it relatively brief, just because, um, you know, only one of the games is something that's really even coming out soon that we know of. Uh, Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch. I'm going to give a brief uh, impressions on that. I'm reviewing that for PlayStation University. I just got it in the mail yesterday as of the time of this recording. So I'm about five hours in, and I've got to say that it is reminding me of all the reasons why I love JRPGs. Like, it harkens back to all the things that made the PS2 era RPGs amazing. It's got beautiful, cel-shaded graphics. Uh, Studio Ghibli did all of the animation and stuff, so... Like, the cutscenes are, like, full-blown anime. And then it transitions into the game engine, and they look almost identical, so it's kind of mind-blowing and it's it's incredible the voice acting is great the story the opening like hour of the game was so sad i haven't been this sad since i played the walking dead like that that intro is powerful stuff in this game and i really really am just excited to play as the kid oliver because i want to help him save his mom like that's why i'm playing the game because i want to help him and the gameplay is really good. It's like Fantasy Star or the Tales games where it's like an instanced arena that you get transported into whenever you enter a battle. And it's kind of action, real-time, but also turn-based at the same time. Um, so you control Oliver. You can cast spells and use items and stuff as Oliver. But then you can also summon familiars into the, into the battle. So like uh, different little creatures and stuff that you can, you know, have fight for you. So it kind of has a Pokemon aspect where you collect monsters and everything. Uh, They level up separately from Oliver. They learn new abilities that you can equip them with their own items. And they all have different specialties, too. So, like, if you go into a battle, you could have one that's like a defensive tank-type familiar and then switch to your offensive familiar. Then you can, you know, change back to a different one that's like a different element that'd be good for that situation. And so battles get pretty hectic because you have to kind of balance all that stuff at the same time. So, yeah, I mean, it's 
it's really really good. Like all the the I've only been to one big city, but there's tons of NPCs there that you can talk to, do side quests for, uh, like errands, like solving their like personal problems or whatever. You can hunt for different monsters in the world, a side quest. There's there's just so much to do. Like I think the people have measured the game at about 50 or 60 hours if you tried to do every single thing. So that's that's pretty good for an RPG and yeah. I actually, yeah, I, oh, continue. No, go ahead. Um, uh, I was just going to say, um, I heard that it actually takes around 80-plus hours just to get, like, the platinum trophy. Um, I, I wouldn't I, be surprised at all. Yeah, that sounds about right. Very interesting. With that being said, I will say there are a few negatives that I've already noticed. Uh, first, like I said, it reminds me of all the, like, old-school kind of classic JRPGs that I love. That's for both good and bad reasons. Like, it has some kind of archaic gameplay designs. For example, whenever you go into a dungeon, usually the only save points are at the beginning and the end. So, you know, if you die in the middle, you can either restart your save from where you saved last or pay, like, a hefty fine of your gold to restart at the beginning of the dungeon and not lose progress. But you do start at the beginning still. Um... As far as, like, all the enemies on the map, you have to run into them for a battle to start. So it's not a random encounter, per se. But the enemies, if they see you, like, down the hallway, they sprint towards you at full speed. So it's almost impossible to avoid battles anyway. Um, The enemies on the map respawn very quickly. So, you know, I'm sure if you guys have played RPGs before, usually you don't just go from point A to point B to finish the dungeon. You want to explore the whole thing. And so what that ends up doing is, if you know you're supposed to go left to get to the end of the dungeon, but you go right, by the time you come back around to get to where you're supposed to go, everything's already respawned. So that's a little annoying. Um, There's some definite spikes in difficulty. Like, you could go through a whole dungeon and not really have any trouble, then the boss could kill you several times before you beat it. So it definitely takes strategy for the tougher fights. Um, There's a lot of backtracking, I've noticed. Like... Especially in towns and stuff, because I haven't unlocked a fast travel system yet. So, you know, I'll have to go to a town, talk to the king, go do whatever, then run all the way back across the world map to get back to the town. And so it, there's there's some travel time, which is annoying. So, I mean, it's not a perfect game, so those are some negative things. But the positives overwhelm them so much that I almost don't even care. Well, yeah, um, I definitely can't wait to play it. I'm kind of getting impatient because I've been trying to play this game for so long now. Like, because about two weeks ago, the demo came out on PSN, and I tried to get it, but I had a problem with my hard drive. Like, um, I didn't have enough space. Like, apparently, um, the demo is about four gig or something, something like that. And um, no, it's not four gig. My bad. It's two point five gig. And um, I cleared about four gigs worth of space on my hard drive. And it still wouldn't let me download it. Because apparently you have to have um, twice the the amount of the game. Like, on your um, free, on your hard drive capacity <laughs> for weird. it to download. That's weird. That's a first world problem right there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So yeah, that kind of pissed me off, and then I just quit trying to download it that day. And then I tried to get it a week later, and I couldn't find the demo on PSN. 
Ow. And then they delayed the game in Europe. <laughs> so, oh yeah, I'm just, I'm just uh, having no luck. This is no luck really this funny, game. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm laughing at you. <laughs> Nicole, I have a question for you, David. Um, for those who aren't into JRPGs, would they still enjoy the game? I think it's going to be a pretty specific group of people. Like, if you're not a fan of JRPGs, I think that there are some people that could still enjoy it. Like, for example, I think you would, just from, you know, talking with you and knowing kind of your interests and stuff. Because, you know, the it's a beautiful game. Like, I assume that you you watch some anime, I'm guessing, or at least you have. Yes, those are my so, teenage years. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you it, it would definitely strike a special place in the heart of people that have a background of liking anime because you know it's the game's animated by like J- japan's version of pixar you know studio studio ghibli is like the biggest anime producer in the world and their stuff is absolutely incredible the story's really good so there's that it's not strictly turn-based so it's not as boring as playing like older jrpgs where you just have to sit and wait for combat to happen like you can freely move around the battlefield so it's it's a mixture of real time and turn based, which is cool because it's it's kind of innovative in a way. Um, but yeah, I think that if you don't have a history with the genre, then those negatives I mentioned might kind of stand out since you you're not used to that kind of stuff. But that being said, I think that I mean the game is just it's for lack of a better word, I guess I would describe it as charming. I think that's a good way to describe it. Because it, it, it's childlike on the surface, because, you know, you play as a little boy, you're trying to save your mom, there's little monsters you raise and all that kind of stuff. But, like, the story is, it's pretty provocative stuff, and it, it goes a lot deeper than what you think on the surface. And so, I definitely think some people would enjoy it still. Nice. But for the most part, I would definitely say it's aimed directly at the people that have been waiting for a good classic JRPG to finally come out. Because there hasn't been one in a while. Yeah, they've been pretty scarce this generation. And I can't wait to try it out, man. I'm definitely going to pick it up day one when it drops here. Next year sometime? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's coming out like towards the end of February or something. That's too bad. Yeah, I'll give it a try. And so the next game that's coming out, or could be coming out, or might not be coming out, or maybe no one knows really for sure, Gary wanted to talk about. Yeah, Fallout 4. Um, If you've been checking out the site, then you'll likely have seen my article, which is titled What We Want, or Three Things We Want from Fallout 4, um, because it's been rumored to be revealed this year by Bethesda. And they kind of do need a game to drop this year because I guess, you know, they've been releasing something every year now. And this makes the most sense. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to Fallout 4. And, yeah, what do you guys think? I am so excited. If this happens, it'll be amazing. Then again, Fallout. I, yeah, I haven't. I'm currently still playing Fallout 3, but from what I've been playing, it's such a great game. 
Oh, okay, so you've played Fallout 3. Uh, did you play New Vegas at all? Or? No, no. So I only played Fallout 3, and just from that, I, I was sold. Um, the reason why I haven't played uh, Vegas was because I didn't finish Fallout 3. So after, okay. so after I finish that, then it'll be time for Vegas. And I'm so excited. So- so, like, how long did you play Fallout 3 for, and, like, did you follow the storyline, or was you just doing, you know, like, oh, side quests and stuff? I, okay, the first time, like, when I started playing it, half of the time I was just doing side quests. Um, I don't even remember half of them, but it was such an amazing game, just for the fact that it felt, it, it was so realistic. Like, you could just, you know, go off topic and do something random, and, you know... Um, just how the gameplay was, how you'd earn karma, um, you know, stuff like that. I really enjoyed it. I also liked the dad. Um, maybe this is just like me, but the dad was so nice, like in the beginning. (laughs) Do you, have you guys played Fallout 3? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's one of, Gary especially, that's one of his favorite games. I've, I haven't finished it yet, but I'm about 20 hours in. Yeah, I remember. Um, well, maybe this is because like I was I was a female in in the game, but like the way the dad was saying like you know like, hey sweetheart, hey honey, it was just so nice, and I love that game ever since. And it's your dad is voiced by Liam Neeson, which makes it even better. Oh no way! Yeah, you didn't notice his voice is so iconic. It. Holy crap! Yeah, your dad's Liam Neeson. <laughs> I know. I agree. Um, Just uh, because we're speaking about the dad, I just wanted to mention something really funny about that game. Like, um, obviously I made a black character, but, like, when you first start the game, like, in the very first cutscene where, you know, the the mum's giving birth to you, um, it it shows the white dad. And then it allows you to um, create your character. <laughs> so if you create a black character, it's like, first your dad's white, and then he's black. <laughs> Yo, that's a racist. <laughs> that's yeah, really I just funny. needed to mention that. Yeah, for me, the like playing it on PC is kind of fun, just because there's so many crazy weapons and stuff you can get. Where, you know, I'll play the game for a couple hours seriously, then I'll just get kind of bored and just put it on god mode and run around with the fat man and blow up everyone. It's awesome. <laughs> it's really fun. Do you guys actually, like, try to make um, the weapons and stuff? Because you can make custom weapons in that game. I have. get the schematics. I really like the rocket launcher. The way it's spelled yes. R-O-C-K-I-T, I think, <laughs> where you can... Put any random crap you find, like a clipboard, a basketball, anything in it, and shoot it out. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, for me, um, the game was totally different. Um, I, I think you're talking about like the the side quests that kind of teach you how to play the game. Um, that lady in Megaton. I think you guys are talking about her, right? Like she uh, makes you go through all these little. Um, tests and stuff like that. Oh, oh, I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the survival guide. 
Yeah, I love yeah, and those she, missions. She, those she teaches awesome. you how to make stuff as well, like a rocket launcher and stuff like that. Um, for me, I kind of persuaded her not to teach me anything, and she went into like some depression mode, and so I didn't learn anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> you get some pretty good rewards from those quests. I know, that's what sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's such a great thing. It's like different for everyone. And um, so did you guys blow up Megaton or what? I never um, even pursued that quest one way or the other. You know what I did? Um, I <laughs> so, I mean, Let me tell you, this is hilarious. I got the, the Black Widow perk because I was a female. And so I seduced the crazy bad guy I told him like you know like I love you so much you know don't do this and he was like oh okay and then he left and now he keeps on sending me messages about how he wants to marry me and stuff like that sounds like your real life but yeah (laughs) (laughs) so true (laughs) (laughs) I'm just gonna have a quick shout out here to the to one certain special stalker that sent you a poem and you actually added him on Skype. Oh yeah. I think you might know who I'm talking about here. I definitely know who you're talking about. I think he asked you to have his baby too. Yes, he definitely did. And it was way creepy and amazing. There you go, listeners. If you want to <laughs> creepy to somebody and have them respond positively you know who to go to. Oh, gosh. Yep, you brought this on yourself. Please have mercy. I guess that just about wraps up episode XIII13-3-Lightning-Return-4-5. dash Episode of Turn-Based, a.k.a. episode 13. I hope you enjoyed listening to us have our tangents and talk about RPGs sort of, and also other stuff randomly. Mm. Um, you should definitely play Nino Kuni. If you're listening to this, you should play it before Swift plays it, and then post on this podcast about how awesome it is, so that he has to read it. <laughs> uh, I would like to mention that I'm a mod, and I will delete your comments if you do that. <laughs> so, how rude. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm joking. Seriously. <laughs> also, you should post and talk about all of the awesome games that you've played that Jenny hasn't played. So any good game, basically. Just talk about that, and she probably <laughs> hasn't played it. Yeah. Also, tell us what you think of Wet. <laughs> yeah. Also, I want to say earlier, it, I wasn't sure if you were saying that you were going to play the game Wet, or if you are just going to play Wet. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, anyways, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed listening to us and Jenny, her first episode. Bye-bye.